Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. My name is uh, Sunil Chandy. I'm the rector and priest at Christ Episcopal Church. But guess what? I'm not at church today. Today I am in on vacation. I am uh, at a, I'm doing this video po podcast, which is amazing that we could do it from here. I am actually working on my vacation. Wardens, do you get to understand that? Your priest is working for you. Well, uh, and so I'm I'm from uh, I'm I'm actually video in the, or in, engaging this in this live uh, program from uh, Palm Beach Shore Resort uh, in uh, Palm Beach, uh, Florida. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so glad to be here, of course, connecting. You could probably see that's outside of my, there, there's a little balcony there and you might not be, you might be able to see the little palm tree on this side, this side, that's it, that side. Uh, and, uh, we have, uh, we could, we see the Atlantic ocean and we see the, um, uh, the pool out here. It's all very good. Michelle. Uh, yes. You're in Florida too. All right, good. You're watching from Florida. You know, we, we should probably catch up somehow. If, if I can't come, I just noticed today that Florida is a large state. And so it takes, uh, from here, it takes about two and a half to three hours to get to, uh, to, to, the, uh, to Disneyland. So we're not doing that today. Yes, I just noticed it today. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you for being with us and, and thank you for interacting with us live. Of course, today uh, we have a wonderful guest, and and he will give us uh, uh, a really some wonderful insight. He's actually in Rhode Island, and so we're going to go uh, turn to him in a second. But I do want to tell you that uh, this is an opportunity to tell you that during the summer, it's it's good to take some time off, to reflect, to take a Sabbath, and that's what I'm doing here. The last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, the last couple of years have been very difficult for all of us. And it's important for our mental and physical health to take time away, you know, away from the experience as best as you can. You know, some people don't have that opportunity or that ability, so, but they have, you all, we all have some ability to, to decompress, to, to move away from our normal routine, especially during the summertime. And, uh, and, and, and weekly is, is a necessity. Uh, the Bible is very clear uh, to keep the Sabbath holy. That's one of the Ten Commandments. And that is because we as human beings need time to process, to rest, to relax, to pray, uh, to reflect, and to think deeply before, um, before re-engaging with all the activities of human life. And, and when we have that ability, then we are able then to process things, think about things spiritually and, and, um, and theologically and deeply so that we may do the things that we, we have to do well. Um, and so I, I'm most grateful to my church, Christ Episcopal Church, for allowing me the opportunity to have this vacation. And, um, and if there are any pastoral emergencies, we have it all covered uh, at the office. And so people will be there. Um, anyway, so uh, just uh, a food for thought. Take your Sabbath. Take your days of rest. Take it and enjoy it and engage in it. Now, part of what I'm doing today is kind of work, but I still love this work, though. I know this is tough for me, and I think it's tough for you to decompress in some way. But uh, here we are. And today we have a wonderful guest, and his name is David Dedekin, and he's the owner and creator of Eat, Drink, 
RI and one of the founding members of the RI Small Business Co uh, Coalition. And you can catch him almost every, every other Tuesday live on Facebook with the RI Small Business Live Forum. And, and so Ben has introduced us to him and I know that he's going to be insightful and a powerful person to speak to. So Ben, please bring David on board. David, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's it's a pleasure to have you. You look you look very comfortable and very studious in your nice library there. It's it's gorgeous. This is this is my home office. Yeah, uh, yeah when we do the uh, the live forum, I I have a green screen over there which I put you around do. me. You, you don't oh. see all this, but I thought for this occasion, for this type of show, when I'm with you, I would just show my home office. Oh, it's good. You know what I love is seeing, uh, the, the, you know, it's interesting because now we're all on Zoom and we get to watch or Zoom or, uh, or um, you know, uh, this, this prefer, this, uh, this platform, but we get to see people's offices and where, and where they work. And you must be very busy reading and learning and growing. It's, it's great. Thank you. I Thank you. You're a deep thinker, it, it suggests. <laughs> I see to say, I like to think so some days, you know, some days more than others, as you, as you, as I'm sure you know. You know, Ben just told me that he actually prefers the home office to the green screen. Well, you thank know. you. I, you know, I, I have to, for the small business forum, we, we, we interview, I, I interview a, a lot of uh, elected officials and, uh, and, and small business uh support groups. So I like to maintain that, that, uh, you know, level of, of focused on the guests when I, when I do it, that's why I have the green oh, screen. Oh my God. That's so good. So let me ask you about your work. I mean, you must, uh, come across many different people, especially as you suggested, even now, uh, in your, uh, in politics and, uh, outside of politics, where, where do you think, uh, in this particular moment, it, you know, almost as if we're in a post pandemic, we're, we're kind of in a, in a weird kind of phase, right? Yeah. Uh, we've, we've had this two years of intense pandemic uh, situation where we've all been closeted almost, and now we're opening up, and yet there's still some uh, some uh, fear about you know variations in in uh, in the virus, uh, the COVID nineteen virus. So, uh, what what is, what are you feeling now? What is, what is what's our political climate now? Well, I mean, I, I, I like to think post-pandemic. I, I, I do certainly think, especially you know, in these warmer months, we can be outside. It's certainly we've we've learned over the last two years that outside is is relatively, you know, not foolproof, but but almost almost you know completely safe to be outside and about. Uh, so, but at the same time, um, my, my wife's a school teacher and and was in the schools with their students, uh, not full time last year, but definitely full time this this past year. And two days before school ended, she 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 caught it. She caught COVID. I uh, was quite ill for about five days there. Uh, thankfully, all fine now, but but still. And then uh, my my parents flew up here from Florida uh, to, to to visit. Uh, they don't do it that often anymore. And um, a few days after they flew back, they both they both came ill. I mean, again, all vaccinated, everyone, so they're not doing the worst. But it's still, you know, something to be concerned about. I think I think people, you know, shouldn't let their guard down. Uh, you know, shouldn't be panicked all the time, but shouldn't let their guard down. Definitely. I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a importance in being able to not be led entirely by our fear. Our fears are necessary, right? Of course, right. they help us. They help us to survive. You know, they're yeah. they're they're part of our primeval experience in terms of you know our first experience as cavemen when we go out. You know, uh, if everything I I think I, I heard a theologian once say, if everything was normal, 
right? Even then we focus, focus in as human beings on the things that could go wrong. Sure. And, and the problem, and so we have a, we have a tendency to hyper-focus on the negative. And, um, and so in the midst of the beautiful sunrise and the beautiful safe environment that we have, the loving home that we have, sometimes we always, we have a tendency to focus in on those negative things that might happen. And that's to ensure our survivability. Right. But then if we hyper-focus on it, then we don't enjoy the beautiful sunrise, the, uh, the loving home that we have, the benefits and the, and the joy that we experience day to day that we, we may not be consciously aware of or in relish, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I think, you know, like we were, you were saying at the beginning about, you know, taking that break, uh, you know, you know, for, you know, shutting your mind off sort of thing. And, you know, it's hard to do it. You know, so many people find it hard to do, but you're right. It's, it's, it's very important. It's crucial. It's, it's, it's vital to, to, you know, to think about the fact that, you know, we are most of us, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of poverty in the world. A lot of people are not safe, but most of us, uh, you know, those of us watching the show have the advantage in life that they, they do have, like you just listed all those things, a safe home, a safe environment and aren't, you know, out foraging in the woods, you know, and, and, and hunting and, and, and that sort of thing, like, 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 you know, happened thousands of years ago. But yeah, we do, you know, we, we have that privilege uh, and we, and we don't, I think, uh, recognize that as much as we should. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting when you said foraging, you know, I did a bit of foraging yesterday, but you know what I was searching for? An ice cream shop. <laughs> it's like, and there's always, so, there's lots of that. There's lots of that type of foraging going on these last few years. Uh, you know, a couple decades, especially since, you know, Google and the internet right. and all that came out. That's right. And so what, it's interesting because uh, we're, we're like, we're, all of a sudden there was a stress moment. We we're thinking about where, where do we get ice cream from? And we're, we're all, we're all together. We want to have this experience. But then, you know, when you think about it, that's nothing compared to right. all the, all that we've been through. And, and there was a moment where we turned to each other and we just said, you know what, you know, we could just go down to the local 7-Eleven that's still here in Florida or, or the Wawa that's here too, and, and pick up an ice cream sandwich and we'd still be together, you know, and that right. was beautiful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, you know, like that expression, first world problems that, you know, came about a few years right. ago. I mean, it, it's, it, we, we have to recognize that they're not really problems. It's just inconveniences. Yes. Right. Right. And then helping us to focus in on what's right. So the thing is, you're, you're a part of this wonderful organization that, that helps to, uh, to develop and and encourage businesses, I would imagine, in Rhode Island. So, yeah. what are what are some of the issues and challenges that our businesses are facing right now? Oh boy, uh, it, it really you know, you know. I, again, I think you know, reflecting on what we were just saying, you know, it's not the worst of times by any means, but it's not great. Uh, we're certainly not uh, not in a, in a in a in a great spot right now for many businesses. So my focus, uh, you know, I'm, 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 as you mentioned, I'm part of this coalition of the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. So we look at all small businesses across the entire state, regardless of what it is, you know, hair salons, lawyers, accountants. In my case, uh, I run a company called Eat Drink Rhode Island. I started about 12 years ago, and I, I focus very much on food and drink businesses, um, not just restaurants, though I, I do work with a bunch of restaurants, but, but really anything that has to do with local farming, uh, local food production, uh, you know, products on the shelves that are made of Rhode Island, uh, you know, things like that. And 
you know, I, so I can't speak to a, a lot of these other small businesses that we work with, though I learn a lot uh, being part of the coalition. But I know from from the uh, food and drink perspective right now, I mean, prices are just the costs of everything are going up yeah, and up and up. I mean, it's just, it's just this is the way it is. I mean, I don't know that there's a solution to it right now. Um, but, you know, everything that your local restaurant or farm, you know, I was just at a farm this morning, the cost of feed keeps going up. And if the feed goes up, well, then the cost to produce the animals goes up. And then that's the cost of the meat. And the meat goes to, you know, wherever it goes next to a restaurant or a grocery store or, or a food producer that's making, you know, some sort of product with meat and their prices go up. And then they have to, they have to in turn, you know, raise their prices for their customers. And it's almost untenable right now. You know, if, if, if feed goes up 10%, you know, does that mean that the price of that final product goes up 10%? Well, sometimes it, you know, it, there's so much else that goes into it. It needs to even go up 20 or 30%. And let's be honest, uh, you know, there's a twofold problem there. One is, uh, you know, do you scare customers away because you increase your prices 30%? And two is, can your customers that you already have afford it if you're going up 30%? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's just, you know, that's just a broad example. I mean, I I can, you know, think of a lot of specifics that just are, are a little scary right now. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I've seen, I've seen places close. Um, you know, we've certainly all seen places close over the pandemic, but uh, I've seen them close in the last six months because it's just not, uh, it's not sustainable at the moment. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, and so the coalition formed during the pandemic. Uh, we started up, uh, you know, soon after the pandemic started, uh, April, May of 2020, uh, just to really be a voice for all small businesses across the entire state. Because there's, there's a lot of good support groups around the state, you know, that are for pay, you know, for profit organizations. Um, we're trying to be uh, a, a, a nonprofit uh any small business, you know, any any group that, you know, the de definition of small business varies a little. So, you know, uh, the federal government says 200 employees or less. Uh, we tend to, in Rhode Island, look at a, like 50 employees or less just because Rhode Island by nature, you know, it's smaller. But there's so many small businesses in Rhode Island. I mean, really, if you if you were to take all the small businesses across the state and put them in a single group, uh, it would be larger than, you know, a CVS or a, a, an Amica or one of those large corporations that are here. Um, and so I think, you know, there's a there's a power in that and there's a value in that. And we really want to support those groups and find the best ways to help them all as, as, as you know, as as, dis as different as they are, but help them all as much as we can. So, so what's the current conversation like now with among your some of your colleagues, especially when we're dealing with the inflow inflation issue where, you know, costs are, are going up and, and they have to pass that cost along to uh to customers and consumers, but then somehow, you know, stay alive because, right. you know, you know, so um, how, what are, what are collaborations? Maybe there might be collaborations or adaptive ways that you're doing things. I mean, here's an interesting thing. I just went to New York city um, last week. I went back to my old seminary after 25 years. I visited the seminary, oh, wow. right? Right. And it was like, you know, and, and general theological seminaries right in the heart of Manhattan. It's the um, the Episcopal seminary, the first seminary that was ever established in the Episcopal Church. So it's, you know, so, you know, over 120, 30, 40, 50 years old. I, I, and my my friends will kill me for, for not getting this right. But but I went back to the seminary after 25 years and we have and it's right on this whole block in Chelsea. And and I used to go to frequent all these restaurants 
you know, after studying, before studying, whatever. And, and all those restaurants, some of those restaurants that were there for 50 years before I even came are no longer in, in existence. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then others have come in its place, but I also see a new adaptation. I see these outdoor spaces, these beautiful gardens, these, these, uh, because of the pandemic, these, these folks who are surviving are somehow adapting to the, to the present need. And yeah. it was like really inspiring. So, I mean, I, I figured this is kind of, it seems like that's why you established this group to kind of adapt to the present need at this present moment. Yeah. And so, uh, so the present need at this moment is the whole inflation crisis. How are you, how are you in conversation? What are they saying to, to kind of help bridge through? Yeah, well, well I think, you know, you, you, you make a very good point. Uh, I think anyone who's a small business owner who's watching this would, would certainly agree. Uh, the nature of small businesses, you're very uh, adaptable and, you know, change on a dime. Not necessarily, not necessarily uh, uh, easy to do, uh, yeah. but 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 much certainly much more uh, capable of doing it than a large corporation. You know, with with thousands of employees, that you know can't do that. When you're a small business with a few people, you can sort of see a change and make that change within you know days or weeks, and not you know not not years. Uh, so that that you know, and and that's in, a ton of that is ingenuity. I mean, you know, you got to give a ton of credit to small businesses for their ingenuity. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, even the largest corporation all started as a small business. You know, I mean, you know, CVS started as a drugstore, not not a giant empire of drugstores. Um, so, you know, it, it's 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 easy to see the, the the changes you can make, and then you can make those right away. Now, with inflation, it's been a little more difficult than you know just you know opening up a nice outdoor cafe because you know you need outdoor seating. Um, and uh, and unfortunately, you know. I don't. I don't want to be critical because I think the the government certainly helped in a huge way during the pandemic. Uh, the, the grant systems, the low cost loan systems, all of that was hugely helpful to small businesses. But you know, think about it. You know, if you wanted to build that outdoor space, you needed you know twenty, thirty thousand dollars. It's not something that most small businesses just have lying around. But they were able to get it during the pandemic to fill that need and build that outdoor space and keep their business going. Which in turn, you know, feeds the system. I mean, you know, now they're collecting taxes. They're, you know, they're they're making the payroll taxes. All those things feed back into the government. So there is a, a useful cycle there. But with inflation, it, it's not like you know the federal government is turning around and saying, "Oh, your costs went up, you know, thirty percent. We'll we'll cover you know half of that." Um, that's not happening. So you know, businesses need to be a little more. Uh, conservative in some ways, a little more uh, clever and, 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 you know, just like us at home. I mean, if you think about it as a home budget, home budget, you know, you think about, okay, well, I spent, you know, too much this month. I, you know, I shouldn't have spent on uh, whatever it may be. Let's, let's say, you know, uh, we'll use food because it's a staple, you know, it doesn't always have to be yeah. food to be close like that. But I spent too much this month. So next month, maybe I won't buy as, as much meat. I'll buy a little less meat and buy more, uh, you know, mushrooms or, you know, plants with base food that you know cost a little less uh, so I think it's the same thing with the small business they have to look at their look at their bottom line uh, understand what they can or can't cut um, try and work with other small businesses you know and that's one of the things we, we try to do with coalition is to get people to communicate and get them together and you know maybe there's a way for okay I, I can't afford uh, you know X this month 
But, you know, maybe if you if you over there that I buy from, you know, give me a little break this month, you know, come September when, you know, all the colleges are back and, you know, my business is way up, you know, because I own a business on Thayer Street. I can I can pay that more. You know, I can cover that credit. Uh, you know, it's 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 it's, it's a, a a very tricky balance and it's a very difficult situation with inflation. And, and, and um, but, but David, so I think. D D David, I think that you, uh, even just even in this brain, I mean, just in this conversation, if that's the level of conversation that you're having with your colleagues, that's pretty am amazing because what you're doing is so. And, and you know, it's it also from my mind, it, there's a skill set that that sure. not everyone has. And so, you know, it's interesting. Maybe it would be good if if if. You know, I, I mean, I, I think like sometimes when I think about small businesses and I and I have the my I've had cousins and uncles and aunts and and, you know, who have who've engaged in small businesses with the idea of, you know, you know, it's almost like that whole uh, lotto thing, a dollar and a dream. You know, they have a dream sure, yeah. and, they, right. and they have some money and then they started off and and, you know, they have this this energy and passion, but the skill set to survive. Uh, some of these these major economic upheavals are yeah. was, was not there, and some of some of them didn't. Others have survived and really thrived. But I mean, I think like uh, you know, pe having people even I don't even know if many folks. I mean, I'm sure that they do. Small businesses do budgets and try to figure oh, yeah. out what to plan and everything. But I mean, this is this 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 idea that you have of being able to kind of figure that this is not just a temporary situation, but this is somehow you're going to have to survive through over the next year or two or even right. longer as inflation and, and interest rates are going to be adjusted accordingly, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, these, you know, and, and anyone who's been in this, you know, you know, if you've been in this environment, you know, own a small business for enough years, you've seen cycles. I mean, it's just, it's just the nature of it is, is cycles. So if you can if you can keep that in your mind, think about the fact that these are cycles, uh, and and ride that wave out and and get out of that cycle to, to the next part. Um, that's 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 really the, the best thing you can do. I mean, uh, it is interesting to see this time around. Um, I, I was having a conversation with our, our former commerce secretary a few weeks ago. Uh, it does appear, and, and obviously we don't know yet because we're not actually in, into a recession. And, and you know, not on wood. Hopefully, we don't get into a recession. But it does appear that in this instance, usually Rhode Island, a bunch of the smaller states with smaller economies, like Rhode Island or, or, or uh, uh, Wyoming, or uh, you know, states like that where that aren't huge uh, conglomerate centers like like New York or California, uh, they enter recessions first and they come out last. And it does appear this time that. Rhode Island's in a slightly better uh, shape uh, than, than than we have been in the past, so we'll see. We'll see how that works. We'll see how that matters. I mean, it's 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 like you said, it's a mindset. Um, you know, I mean, as someone who's you know owned his own business, I've I've owned my own business now for uh, we drink our eyes been twelve years, but before that, I had another business. Uh, Ninety eight, I started. So what's that? Twenty four years, and. It's a mindset of, okay, I'm not going to get a paycheck every two weeks. I'm not going to have, you know, steady income, you know, year round. I've got to figure out how, how it works. I'm going to, you know, this particular month, I'm going to get a chunk of cash. And then this month, I'm going to get no money. Um, certainly, as I got older, I, I will I will credit, again, I will credit my wife. As, as I got older and I realized I needed uh, better health care, uh, being married to a school teacher is a huge advantage. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, there's lots of this, and, and I'm not alone in saying that. I, mean, I know there's lots of entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, reliant upon their spouse uh, or partner for for healthcare. Uh, that's the nature of how it works here in America. Um, so, uh, you know, things like that, you gotta, you know, you gotta try and be flexible with, and 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 and, and you have to be comfortable with. I mean, I personally enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, 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 most of the small business people out there enjoy it. I mean, that's how that's why we are where we are. But like, for example, my brother. I think would be a great entrepreneur if he, if he put his mind to it, but he likes working a job, getting a paycheck, you know, n- none of that, you know, uh, uncertainty that you currently have with a small business. Definitely. I mean, I, to be a small business owner, I, I think it's one of the most, uh, I mean, anxiety producing yet also probably, um, you know, cause I, entrepreneurial spirit that, that can do hopefulness that's there that's that's what drives America and the American dream, I think. And, um, you know, and I, I, I you know, I, I think all of us are inspired by that kind of that kind of attitude, you know, but it's but it's not for the faint of heart. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for everyone. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I enjoy it. I, you know, I also you know, there's, there's perks to it, too, as well. I mean, I can, you know. Oh, yeah. Stop working at three on a Tuesday afternoon if I need to and go get my kids and take them to the dentist or, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, you know, there's this certainly benefits. Uh, you know, we thankfully I always, I always say this to, you know, um, I don't know what the cost of, of daycare is or anything like that, because when my kids were very young, I worked at home. And so I was able to not put them in daycare. And, and so we, we uh, you know, we had that at, at adaptability. So, yeah, there's there's definite advantages. But there can be that anxiety when it's like, okay, it's been uh, six weeks since I've seen the, you know, one of my clients send me a check. I need to, you know, be a bill collector, which, you know, is the, is my least favorite part of the job. You know, it's like, if, you know, if I worked for, you know, some company and I just got a paycheck, I wouldn't have to worry about that. But a few times a year, I'd be like, hello, um, you haven't paid me. I need a check. Please send it. <laughs> Can uh, I send it? I know. Yeah. And you don't pay me, Rocco's going to come and visit you. <laughs> <laughs> in Rhode Island, I can probably say that. I don't say that. But in Rhode Island, I probably could be like, you know, my cousin uh, knows where you live. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't do that. No, 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 not at all. Of course not. We're just joking here. But you know what? It's interesting. Uh, my my parents were immigrants and, and, I, and I was born in India. But one of the great things about America that we've always, you know, we've come when we came here, one of the things that we held on to was this idea that, you know, one's uh, ability to work hard and to, to be aware and to kind of, uh, you know, that uh, dedication when you're, when you, when you work towards something, you know, it, it becomes your choice. You have yeah. a choice to make it or you have a choice to kind of and sometimes it's not always works this way, right? Sometimes the system works against you. Yeah, but there's yes. always a choice to keep trying and adjusting, moving, and being aware of what's happening. You right. know, and and um, and I just see that uh, this is a very tough climate that we've just been through, and then we're moving into again. Uh, but this is part of life, isn't it? Right. And yeah, and, it's and, cycles. Yeah. Yeah, and. and and my hope is that people will be encouraged, uh, will be aware, be also adaptable. I think you, you've shown that. And I think the companies that are moving and, and still growing will still have to adapt as they move yeah. forward. Um, but my, you know, it's interesting. When my parents came here, they came, uh, we've traveled from Bhopal, India, 
Bahrain in uh, the Middle East, and then Tanzania, East Africa. My my parents were had a young family, and so I was born in Bhopal. My brother was born in Bahrain in the Middle East, and my sister was born in Tanzania, East Africa. And wow. you know, they didn't know people each in each of those places. They just had kind of like their safety net was really their faith, their faith in themselves, uh, and also the faith they had in God that somehow things would work out as they were in the moment and and were aware, you know? And I think- I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, to that point, I, I would also add, um, I like to to believe also in, in a faith in humanity. I think, you know, we're not alone. There's no, there's no, no one's alone. You, you can't be alone. We're there's 7 billion people on the planet. I mean, you, you know, uh, we have to rely on each other and, and hopefully, and, and I, and I think, you know, yeah, you know, we all see the, the, you know, bad news, but I think the vast majority of what happens out there is good. Uh, and people do take care of each other and they do help each other out. I mean, even if it's minor things like, you know, walking across the parking lot and seeing someone struggling with the bag and helping them. I mean, that's, you know, it, it's small, but, but helpful. And I, and I think, uh, you know, there's much larger scope things. There's obviously fantastic uh, charitable groups out there. I mean, I, I, I follow closely the work of the World, uh, World Central Kitchen that Jose Andres started. I mean, it's astonishing to see these images and videos of these just cooks. They're just people who went over to Ukraine and decided to cook and they're, you know, dealing with missile attacks, and things like that. But they know that if they feed people, that helps people out a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I think we have to, you know, understand that we're not alone, understand that, you know, it's not always easy to ask for help by any means. We all we all try and, you know, do it ourselves, but you, you can't do everything yourself. And. And so if you're in that environment and you need some help, uh, you know, you're not alone. You know, there's other people that are, you know, in similar situations or, or might be able to, you know, know, you know, someone that you can connect with. I mean, that's a lot of what I do, uh, especially the last two years as, as Eat Drink Rhode Island. It isn't so much what I do personally. It's just, oh, hey, this person here has this business and this person here has this business. You two should talk. Uh, and you don't need me there. You you should talk. <laughs> um, and I and I you know so there's lots of people out there that do that as well. And and, and you know I'm, I I I just you know just remember that you know you're not alone. David, that's a beautiful sentiment, and I think that's and from I think that even with my father and mother, I think that was kind of the understanding when they when they their safety net being in God. God always there's always connections that are being made even before. And so people, so my faith tells me that, David, you're there to help people connect with each other. And in the process, you become part of God, a humanity safety net as we move forward through this thing. So very, very uh, kind of you say it. I appreciate that. No, I got, I sense your heart, man. You're good. You're good. And, and may God bless you in this work. And, uh, and, you know, it's almost time that we're finishing our podcast, but I'm looking forward to one day meeting with you in person. Maybe, you know, not in Florida, maybe, but, but in Rhode no, Island. We'll break bread at Rhode Island, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, David, thank you. And God bless you and God bless your work, okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Friends, this is uh, really wonderful. I mean, I didn't expect this conversation from, from Florida, but uh, because of our adaptiveness uh, or uh, our ability to adapt, uh, we have this op opportunity to connect with one another, uh, you know, across the country. And, um, and so um, I thank um, God for this. I thank Ben and, and Caswell for uh, helping us uh, to be able to do this. And of course, our, 
our parish to do this uh, food for thought. Um, David is, a, is an amazing person and we have other amazing people in Rhode Island and I'm hoping that we continue to connect with them and hear what they're doing. Um, right now, let's end our time with a prayer. Um, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us this gift of community, a community that allows us to feel the safety net that you can provide, a community that offers networking and connections so that we could help one another through the various trials and challenges of our lives. Lord, we've come through uh, a pandemic and, and, and we've thrived through that. And, and now we're uh, facing inflation in the country and uh, we will continue to move forward, Lord. We pray that you will help us to remember to connect with one another through these challenges, to be kind to one another and to spread your hope uh, so that people may move forward. We ask your blessings upon us and the work that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace and love and serve God. Spread the light of Christ to the world around you. Take time to rest, refresh, and especially during the summer months and spread the joy and love of God to the world. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.